When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We on check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dubyard, Dubland Podcast, Dub your ear holes. Episode 61 of the Dublin Podcast. Uh, we've much more to discuss. I need to go episode through... Episode 61, yeah. <laughs> uh, first, I want to start episode 61 by saying hats off to the Irish insurance people for having literally no fucking idea how to do anything. Right, right? okay. <laughs> so I'm going on to an we're off. I'm getting straight into a fucking rant well, here Here we morning, go. Right? Did we're you off, s- ladies and gentlemen. We're did off. Did you see, right? So it's very hard to get insured in a car in Ireland at the moment. Very hard to get insured in a car in Ireland, right? Uh, and everybody's premium went... Some people's up by nearly three times the amount. Like, it went up through the fucking roof. So the Irish insurance people got together and says, what can we do? What advice can we give people who can't afford their insurance? Mm-hmm. I got it. They release a statement. Buy newer cars. They're cheaper to insure. I'm actually not making this fucking up. Well, Buy is, newer is it, cars. Is it emissions or something? Or? Huh? Is it emissions or something? What is... No, no, it's not to do... No, this is the insurance. This isn't to do with the uh, motor tax. Oh, sorry, tax. not motor tax. Sorry. Buy newer fucking cars. Because newer cars are apparently are cheaper to insure. So... Why? If you don't have money to pay for your insurance, <laughs> grant. Just buy a new fucking car. And Let's this is actually the advice they gave round. This is... Jet- like, so you've got students who have to drive for fuck knows how long. Like, you're driving biscuit boxes to fucking get to college and people who are just trying to get a bit of work done uh, who can't afford to pay their bills that's the advice buy newer fucking cars buy newer cars what are you moaning about if you just bought a newer car you wouldn't have to pay the insurance I couldn't I like literally sometimes sometimes you just hear these statements and you just realise how out of touch people are with, with, with the fucking population oh, so you thought well good for them to then buy new cars they don't have to pay for their insurance because they're working in an insurance oh company. who knows what the fuck they do what a bunch of bastards but I was so raging like it's it's a real pain in the hole anyway this whole thing with like I don't know if your insurance went up a lot mine went up like almost two times I'll be really honest Almost I don't pay two. my insurance but like guys in I I Hey <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>, renegade <laughs> uh, that came out wrong um as in my Joey does my insurance 
So, All right, so yeah. he takes care of it. But yeah. it's a that's, pain. That's the only one thing, shine. actually, I don't know how much our insurance is. I could I could tell you how much, like, our gas, electricity, Vodafone, all of that stuff. Tell you, the only one I don't know is the insurance. I don't know. Actually, do you fucking know what? men, again, this is, this is fucking uh, suits. Fucking men in suits are the bane of all our lives. Bane of all our fucking lives, men in fucking suits. I, this is why we we raised out we spoke about before on the double podcast. Women should be running this shit. Well, I don't know about that because if you put a woman in a suit, do you know what she's going to do? She's going to turn into a fucking man in a suit. Because people in fucking suits can't be trusted. I swear to God that you get these fuckers and they they have money so they don't know how to really understand what it's like to not have fucking money. And then they make decisions based on their money and how we're supposed to live our fucking lives. And you get men in fucking suits who come up with uh, solutions like that. I, I it, You know what I mean? I totally get you. I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I get you. But, you know, but <laughs> f- um, funny that you say that. So the Late Late Show is on every Friday in Ireland and it's an institution. And they were talking about like the elderly and growing old in Ireland. And they had a panel of people on. I don't know who the first lady was, but the middle one was an, was an ex-minister, Mary Rourke, Mary Rourke. And she was saying, well, you know, it's not that bad to, you know, to grow old in Ireland and whatever. It's like, you have a ministerial pension. You have whatever other pension that's going. You have, well, like, no. she has money. Co- like, so it's like, well, you're not going to end up is somewhere on a trolley, you know, for 27 days trying to get a bed in some hospital in fucking Bally Go Backward. Like, those things, are, so it was like the most misrepresentation of the elderly in Ireland and they had like this fucking ex-minister sitting there who's a, like a, a ministerial salary or pension is ridiculous. It's like 70 or 80 grand or something. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, Mary down, the other Mary down the road gets fucking 27p a week to live on. Yeah. She can't fucking, you know, heat her house. She can't go and do jack shit because she has a pot to piss in. I uh, literally, if the fucking meals on wheels wagon doesn't come that day she's not going to fucking no, eat no. I know so uh. it just, actually speaking of the Late Late Show we didn't do this on the podcast last week but I need to do it this week Hero of the Week Hero of the Week yeah oh this man just oh, everything about him I watched the Late Late Show the other night um, and he so I followed this isn't really stalkerish but I followed his work from years ago um, when he did uh, this kind of sitcom called Sarah and Steve so do you know Emma Kirwan yeah, I know the name. So he did the video Heartbreak. Oh, come I know here, come him. here, come I here. I know who he is. Yeah, I know who he is. Um, and then so he and he also did the other video, which was I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was about that mass exodus. Dave Tynan uh, wrote it about the mass exodus in Ireland and you know kind of everybody leaving and whatnot. But he was on the Late Late Show, and he he's just an incredibly articulate well-rounded man basically and heartbreak if you've never seen it go on and watch the video online it's it's just amazing um, but he was on the other night and he's just 100% my hair of the week he has the most incredible voice ever he does loads of VOs and just as a fucking radio VO nerd I love his voice <laughs> But I, and I've interviewed him a couple of times and I'm a bit fangirly about him because he's, he's just so talented and writing wise he's so talented but he's from Tala just from a normal kind of working class background um, and he just told this amazing story that he didn't really want to get into too much about but basically he was over auditioning for a role in London and his brother uh, was on heroin at the time and had been missing for you know had, they hadn't seen him in like two or three years and it was September the 11th it was like the, the day that 2001 you know, the, exactly that the world fell as it were like this, there was just so much chaos and he was standing outside a coffee shop in London and was looking at this through a window and was like, this is mental. Like, this is just, this is just insane what's going on at the moment. And he walked around the corner. When he walked around the corner, he walked into his brother and his brother was sleeping rough in London. Jesus. So he hadn't seen him in two or three years, you know. And he said it was just that really weird conversation. He said it was like nothing had really changed. The years hadn't passed. He was still his brother. 
And anyway, in turn, then his mom and dad went over to, and they went into the kind of underbelly of London to try and find his brother. Subsequently, they brought him home. But his brother, like, you know, 15, 20 years later, works for the HSE, uh, is a drugs counsellor, has turned his life around, has a partner, has a kid. It has this hell. amazing story. But it, he is all he is all encompassing everything of what Ireland is and what we should export. And, you know, as in all around the world. But he talked about, like, dead white men plays about, you know, the play on the stars and, the, you know, all of these yeah. kind of old school that we watched the Samuel Beckett's and all that and that just to put more life into Ireland and the young people of Ireland and it was just he just blew my mind because you know when he kind of he did this this kind of sitcom it was called Sarah and Steve and it was really funny and I kind of just liked him for that it was good yeah. it was really good it was just clever it was written really cle- cleverly and then he did a couple of other things and I've interviewed him about them and I kind of enjoyed them but I'd never actually seen him interviewed and he just he blew my mind so he's my hero of the week because he's just he incum- I totally fangirl about him yeah, I, I was no, sitting getting call. really excited good about call. him and by the way this I fucking I need to swallow a bunch of shit here because I come out I'm always giving out about snowflake this that and the other and all that but to be honest to be fucking honest, mm-hmm. young people and people like him, they're much more together than our generation. Oh, 100%. Much more together. Like, yeah, you need to toughen the fuck up a little, but <laughs> but generally, they have their shit together a lot more than us. Like, yeah. they are, you know, they're much more politically aware. They're making big fucking changes. Like, you know, if you look at the whole repeal argument, if you look at the equality marriage and everything, you just think, gee, this generation is really moving, changing And the they're country. going to... And they're they going, going to, to change, change it. Like yeah. we, we talked about um, about the marriage laws. We talked about that before. That you know we did that. This tiny little country, this small little Irish country. We did that. We you know. But it 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 is that snowflake generation. They were the ones who stood up and said no more. And, yeah. and repeal is they're coming the ones around. Doing all the fighting, and yet we slag them off for being snowflake because they get offended too easy. Yeah. But they're the ones doing all the fighting. You're right. Yeah. And You're I, I wish right. I had like, like I'm 36 and I look at the savvy of 26 year olds. I look at how educated they are and repeal and what they want and the Eighth Amendment and the changes that they're making and their voice is so strong and that they stand and they say no this isn't good enough and it's not right and yes there is there is older women that are you know leading this as well which thankfully there is but there's people like Emma Kieran who have a voice and have a voice of a generation and are so incredibly articulate like he fucking blew me away like yeah. he blew me away but without being like so I think I'll find he was just he's a taller lad yeah 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 but his, he's not oh, a dude in a suit no, basically is exactly. what it is he's not a he's dude a in a suit he's a human fucking being his, use of his he is so articulate that he used the most beautiful English language I have ever like honestly that's the shit that I love like yeah. when you see someone it's like you can articulate you can just sit there and oh, his, oh he just blew me away but he was fucking incredible and like that again he's kind of changing yeah no fair play to these so I, I really like him in a week by yeah. the way yes and I talk about bringing down the tone but oh. in a week this is why it's this is why you need to look forward though this is why you're right you gotta look yeah. at these people and you gotta think there is great hope because this is the worst week in Irish history I think when yeah. it comes down to scandals like because three years ago a woman came forward she's going to be my hero of the week but she came forward and she said uh, listen there is a mass grave of children in this place in Tume yeah, in Galway. the mother and baby's home in Galway for those of you that didn't grow up in Ireland believe it or fucking not we used to send away mothers who were pregnant to home so nobody would know yeah. and then their babies would either be sold off to the, to the states or adopted out to other people <coughs> they, they were taken from yeah, them uh, they're, they're products of sin as they were seen more than babies but uh, but 
this week it's been confirmed that this woman that did all this and was ridiculed by elements of the Catholic Church was ridiculed by ago. the press was ridiculed by the three media three fucking years on. ago three years ago was not a long no. fucking time ago they was ridiculed that this thing could be as bad as she was saying it was now a lot of them all the young people again this needs to be investigated yeah. this is bullshit this has to be found out all of that it's been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and now we find out 796 fucking children were buried or thrown in septic tanks by the Catholic Church that they, these are children they were supposed to care for died from shit that women now, there's women in those, the those young kids women. died at a rate that the rest of the population never died at the people yeah. in those homes the kids and why in those did homes. they die how did they die and why did they how did they die they were never given a burial they were never given anything their names the full 796 names are printed in the press this week we need a fucking national day of mourning for those kids oh, 100%. for a start uh, this kind of fucks makes me up me because so I was sad. born in one of these yeah. fucking kips and I was born in one of these shitholes when they were still testing animal vaccines on children they used those children to test animal vaccines. So the animals in farms were worth more than these fucking kids were worth. And when these that kids died, so they sad. fucked them into septic fucking tanks, into shit and piss and fucking sewage, and then just buried them in fucking this, in this ground. This is just one home. This isn't all of them. This is June. This is one home, 796 kids. Now, I hope they investigate the place I was born into, and I hope they investigate the one in Dublin. Where were you? I was in Bespera in Cork. Yeah which is still open. Uh, so I hope they investigate all these places because this is, should be just the beginning of it. And this is Ireland's shame. Not the fucking IRA, not the fucking anything else. The Catholic Church, that's Ireland's shame. This shit here, this dead babies, this is Ireland's shame. And if it wasn't for Our one babies. woman, one woman who decided this, who she knew this was, and pushed and pushed and pushed against the media, against the politicians, against the state, she just pushed and pushed and pushed. We'd never, ever have the chance chance to know that this is true. Never! Never! This would never have come out. And it's a fucking scandal. It's a real scandal. Uh, and that woman, hats off to her. That is, what she did is just incredible. And those kids, man, those kids need their National Day of Morning. Those kids' names, well, those 796 names need to be put on something and recognised. But it's, it's unlike, literally, like, it, it honestly, like, not just because I have kids, but as a woman, it makes me, like, I'm honestly tearing up. It makes me so sad. And oh, I, This is just the kids. Never mind the women who are made cut the grass with their fucking bare hands huh. or that were locked up in there or that had their but kids they were sexually abused. Sexually abused. Had their kids sold off. Yeah. And bear, and, and the, the, like, this is the reality of it. And, like, as you, as you talk about Westboro is still open but like so they, they talk about the Magdalen Laundries and the last Magdalen Laundry closed in 1999 1990 was 1999 yeah. I thought it was 96 oh, sorry yeah, 1996 but fucking 1996 yeah yeah it's 20 years ago I was, I was 15 years of age I would have if I had been living in that time at 16 years of age and I had found myself pregnant yeah that's where I would have gone I was in my 20s when they closed it and yeah. there's a picture of the do you know the way they do these um, fucking marches or something like yeah. Catholic Church. It's like it was something the Eucharist march or something like that. Corpus whatever Christi. it's called. Is that what it's called? Probably, when they get yeah. the big spiky oak with the thing in the middle with Corpus the Christi. and uh, there's marches and there's pictures of the Catholic Church walking down my street, right at the time, and they have the Magdalene women walking with them. This is the fucking nineties walking down the street 
women who are made prisoners, basically. And this is myself and Jerry had this conversation. This is a really serious podcast, but you know what? Sometimes you need to have these chats. I know but, this is not done. This is not where we intended to um, go with this podcast. But myself and Jerry talked about this last night. So we christened Ushin, and we we've talked about me christening Hannah before. And I said to Joey last night, in the light of tune, I believe in a higher power. I believe that there's good. I believe in all of those things, but I don't think I believe in the Catholic Church. And now I have my beautiful daughter. I have I, I will rear her to be a young lady, and I will, she will go on to be a fantastic, amazing woman because that's what we will instill in her. That I, I'm at a crossroads in my life that I go, everything that I believed that I would bring her to the church and I would christen her as a Catholic and I would have that, I would instill that in her. I am now going, I don't know if I can do that with my daughter. I don't yeah. know if I can christen my daughter. Yeah. So it's, um, and that's where Joey, I literally sat last night for an hour and Joey and I talked about it and I said, I just think of those women, I think, and it's, it's, this isn't his, this isn't historic in the sense of we're talking about the 1916 rising 100 years ago. We're not talking about Ireland 150 years ago. No, we're talking. We're talking about Ireland up until 10 years ago. Up until 10 years ago. And then the dead babies is back only 50 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And the animal vaccines these, is back only 40 years so ago. So to put it into context, these these babies that they were they were snatched from their mothers, they were taken from their mothers. So they're babies. So they, they, they go from So basically these people's families are still alive. Their they're mothers still are still alive. alive. Their mothers are yeah. still alive. So it's not even that it's their great-great-grandmothers. No. Their mothers are still alive. They're still walking around. And they're not, not, they're not old. These women are not old. No, they're in their what? They're sixties. Sixties. Like yeah, some of them, some of them, perhaps in their fifties. They're they're fifteen years older it's than I am. Yeah, and to, and also as well, and, and like you know, there was this there was so much shame about getting pregnant as a woman outside wedlock, and and that went on. That like you know, my cousin had twins um, out of marriage in the eighties, the late eighties, and she lost her twins. They, they passed away, and her twins were taken, and they they used all of their organs. And she only found out fifteen years later that they'd taken the organs. And this went on in a national maternity hospital in Dublin. This is you know this is yeah. Ireland, like, um, and they gave her a book. They gave her a book to repent on her sins. She had lost her twin. She had lost her beauty. Christ. This is the eighties. This is nineteen eighty nine. Like so, like that. That's Ireland. That's how this is. It's we're not talking about you know Michael Collins going off no. and fighting it a hundred years ago. This is the, the, like I remember her losing a, these twins. I remember her being pregnant. I remember it being. I remember this little green book being on the sitting room table. There was a woman on the Late Late Show on Friday night who uh, was oh, born yeah. in one of these homes, <clears throat> and she. Uh, was she remembers a woman? She said an, an elderly woman taking a, a branch off a rose bush and pulling the the flower off the rose bush and whipping her with the thorns so bad that she was taken to hospital. And it's because these kids were seen as less than human, and so were the women. Yeah. And then she also says uh, that you know it, it, this was going to happen no matter what. Like this isn't a, a women that were like being abandoned. This was no. like taken by the stage. Her father wanted to stick with her mother. They wanted to raise the kid together, no. but she couldn't. No. They weren't allowed no. because she were they were born out of wedlock. Yeah, it, was a, it was what the Catholic Church. So the Catholic Church had that much influence. They had the, all when, the power. So even that when two people uh, had a surprise pregnancy, whatever, be it an accident, whatever the fuck, but they had they were and having consensual a baby, sex and they both and the two of them said, "We want to do it. We're going to try to raise the kid regardless. We're going to do it." They still said no, right. and they still took the kid. 
torture the kid effectively and torture the whole lot of them. Your man is excommunicated from the woman he loves. Yeah. She's like locked in a fucking he doesn't know where she is. home. And then the worst victim of the whole lot is this kid who was sta- who had to go through this bullshit for nothing and then ended up leaving the country. She moved to London. She moved away into because she just didn't want to have to do with the country anymore. And who the fuck would blame her? But you know, it's understandable. But look, this is this is where we're at, and this is this is Ireland, and this is the week that's been. And like, it's been a hell of a week. It's been, a, and it's, you know, funny. And like, I did think of you. I did. I it, like it, when I started to read about. It, I did think of you, and I did think of like that. You know, we we've had very kind of you know <laughs> messy conversations or funny conversations <laughs> yeah. about God and beliefs and all of those things and, and I, I know somebody else who's been through an industrial home as well and um, who we both work with and he he's a, has some serious but I, I kind of I suppose knowledge is power and you educate yourself on these things and then you, you see it from a different angle because from my perspective of my life growing up and the way my parents brought us up and my belief of religion was those we didn't know about those things those oh, things yeah, never yeah. happened so it was only as we got older that my mom and my dad would it's like my, my mom I like never my knew mom. about any of this until I was older no. my mom is like 70 right so all my mom knows is like you go to mass you do whatever and then it, the catholic church started to unravel and it was like Christmas day and I was like what's story amazing like what mass did you go to in the morning she was like I don't know oh, I don't really? know yeah. yeah and I'm like that's 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 your favourite event of the year. Not only do you go down yeah. and get the old and name of the father of son, you get to see the whole area because everyone social just, element. Oh, you be down there for an hour after. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a year. How are the kids? And my mom would be like, "Can we see my daughter? <laughs> my grandson, my daughter? She does a bit of telly, you know." So yeah. she like it's literally where she goes and you know pops out her peacock feathers and and everybody does the whole area come to you know everyone comes in their best. But she's just completely deluded with the Catholic Church. She's deluded with she just can't. She can't fathom what's yeah, and she says she doesn't know where she's at. So those people are displaced. So then it falls down. So again, it goes back to the snowflakes and the goes back to these people who are now because I don't think unless you lived in Ireland and you start to educate yourself on it, or because if you didn't live in that time, you you weren't aware of those circumstances that you educate yourself on it and you find you kind of scratch beneath the surface and you realise how much power the Catholic Church had. Like even down to there's talks this weekend, this very weekend that we're recording this, there's talks about repel and about the the Eighth Amendment and about abortion in Ireland, all of those things. And four of the four of the groups that are, are up to speak are religious orders. Religious organisations. Or, or religious organisations. What the fuck has religion got to do with my body? Fuck all, I tell you. Fuck yeah. all. So bring bring in your, you know, your obstetricians from both sides of the argument. Bring in your women affected on both sides of the argument. Bring in all, absolutely, I'm all for that. Don't be bringing me no fucking clergyman who doesn't have a uterus. Don't, yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. Do you know what I mean? It's, so, yeah. I totally, I couldn't, I literally couldn't agree with you more. And this is when it gets to this thing, and this is, I, I, like, to, controversially speaking, people say you got to respect people's beliefs. You know something? I really don't think you do. No, I think there's levels I of really it, don't think you do. I get it a lot with any religion, be it Islam or Christianity or any of them. I don't think I do have to respect your belief. Mm. I can respect your right to believe whatever bullshit you want. Mm. Grand, but like the actual belief itself, yeah. I remain, I retain the right to fucking argue and ridicule it. I think I do, especially if, if it's anti-gay, if it's anti-equal rights, if it's anti-women, if it's anti-fucking anything, anything. I think I have the right to pull you up on your shit, and I think you have the right to argue. It's, back. And it's the root of all but evil, I though, don't really, isn't it? To. Yeah, I just don't. I d- yeah. I'm anyway, not. we 
we digress. Yeah, talk about fucking. Are you laughing, yeah? Uh. We should fucking stick a warning on the start of this one. Uh, get yourself about 25 minutes in where I stop crying and everybody moves along and everything's good. Anyway, so uh, go and watch Heartbreak. It's really, really good. And I'm or just saying is the other one, is the other Emma Kieran, and it's deadly. It's And do you know what? Even just down to being in, the shots of Dublin in that are amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, just brilliant. saying, what if the party's over and all your mates have left and you're on your own and no, you fucked off? And it's that whole thing because our generation, like I look at so many of my mates people I went to school with I'm like most of them are like people live in the UK they live in America they live in Australia you know and we all put up these like Facebook pictures by the way like all, I don't know whether it's your generation <laughs> or the same but like one of my mates lives in, in in Oz and he put up a picture on him on a yacht the other day and I just sent him a message going alright what's the story it looks like you're having a, a ball on Facebook I don't know what the reality of your situation there is in Oz <laughs> but on Facebook you look like you're having a fan full fantastic time and that's you know we're Facebook window dressers but uh, yeah that's Ireland. That's Ireland. That's Ireland. On a lighter note. Yes. How do you cook a fucking fish? Oh, wrong person. Wrong person. You know how if that's the only of the of the world of meats. What kind of fish are you after? Any fish. Yeah, I'm I'll always afraid to cook a fish. Yeah. Well, I, so, well, I can't. I've ruined half the ocean at this stage. Oh. I'm still eating it. I, I well, cooked a gone off swordfish last week, which was a bad idea. Uh, Fucking I, hell! You know, like of all the food poisonings that you can get, like fish food poisoning is like the one that will kill you. Really? Oh yeah. Right. Well, that was a bad idea then. I'm still. I was all right. Uh, yeah. No. Unless I'm you're right. trying to drop a few dress sizes, get yourself some gone-off prawns. Now you'll be in an absolute <laughs> ball for a couple of days. I have a beat in May, so I'm hoping for a good stomach bug. Oh, I told you what happened to me when I get gone-off prawns in Morocco. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I've never been that sick. I remember, like, after a week of. I nearly said solid diarrhea. That doesn't make any sense. But after a week of solid shitting. Of, uh, how Not sitting shallots. After shallots. a week of yeah, the, <laughs> of firing rusty water out of my backside for like uh, the, they had to take me into hospital and put me on this drip, uh, and just to I'm, keep it coming out, to just to it. make sure I wasn't gonna dehydrate and fucking die. I presume I don't know. Told you, uh, but I yeah, because um, oh did you hallucinate? You know, no, which, I didn't with, the, with fish, with shellfish especially, because your temperatures get so high and stuff, you can totally hallucinate. Like, so what I'm Jesus. saying to you is, is that if you're cooking fish, just be careful. Well, I had a gone off swordfish, got away with, but the house still smells of fish, which is a bad idea, right? Bad, not not a great thing. Uh, but you know, I've noticed Google is shit with basics. It's fucking shit with basics. So you just like, so I bought myself uh, what was it? Salmon, simple. How do you cook a salmon? The fucking thing just gives you recipes. It gives you recipes. It never just says... But does says, it not have the instructions underneath? No. Method? No, it's all... You've got to put... First of all, I recommend seasoning. With a, Are you watching a YouTube fuck video? Fuck off now. I just want you to tell me how to heat it up to the point that it's edible. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. How do you warm this fucking thing until <laughs> and that I eat it and won't be firing rusty water out my back pocket? Basics. That's all I want to fucking know. And Google does doesn't tell you these things. It tells you how to season, how to do this, and you put in how to cook a fucking salmon. And it'll, Fifteen great recipes, easily done. You're, you you don't understand Google. Literally, how do you heat the fucker up to the point that it's edible? Somebody needs to start a website. Uh, how for, to cook fish. Like that's literally here's the basics. How my, actually, to heat up meat. My brother how to would heat up fish. How to heat up vegetables. How to how to warm shit up. That's all. People. You need to go on a cookery course. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do, but they, you, I bet you it wouldn't be a basic thing. There'd be someone else teach me how to do a dish, not just the fucking. You basics. want need the basics? Do you know who we should basics. talk to? Gary O'Hanlon. You know Gary O'Hanlon. <laughs> no, I don't the know. The chef, Gary. We met him. Oh, yeah. I met him with you. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, you should yeah. get him to teach you to cook. Uh, yeah, but he's got shit to do. He's gonna want money for that. <laughs> Gary Gary remember he was like we should get you a master chef or not master chef get you on the restaurant I was remember? asked to do master chef were you I was asked you should have for absolute shits and giggles you should have done you it. even imagine I'd be there I'd be, every single meal would just be eggs yeah. eggs and tuna from avocado. a avocado avocado half an what avocado what other shit did you eat when I worked with you it was the same eggs avocado and uh, Uncle Ben's it. rice and yeah, tuna that's fish. it yeah yeah it's lovely. See, this is the thing, right? So I need to get my shit together because, um, I, like, I need to get into like a fat camp or something because I'm going to Ibiza with the girls, and because um, we're just we're having like crises of being out ones. <laughs> so obviously, the normal thing to do is to book a trip to Ibiza. That's exactly what we need to do. So we're going to Ibiza for. T- so I'm like, I had a baby four months ago. So I'm kind of like, I'm naturally thin, so I'm okay in that respect. But I'm, I'm fucking squidgy like everything is fucking <laughs> oh, I hate it so I, I need to d- not. I, oh no I swear to god I am squidgy like my stomach is squidgy and all here is I'm not used to this squidge so I need to like get fit and get dancing like I need to do something and start working out and stuff and then I was like I probably need to look at my diet as well but then like I just see people like putting up stuff on Facebook and they're like yeah I had an egg and four avocado I just hate all that shit I, I don't that like shit. it I love it yes yeah, I hate it I don't like the taste of it I like I am I, essentially like a weaning toddler I'm like <laughs> so I don't know what to do I'm trying to figure out is there some is there some way that I can just eat normally like so like should I get like a good stomach bug or get a virus of some description that I lose loads of weight or no. I vomit and then and then I eat what I can normally eat and then just like do bums and tums I'm going to find like and a YouTube what do you video want to eat? like what's your problem exactly what is your problem what do you want to eat I like eating biscuits right well that's I like eating pasta I just like eating normal food I don't like see this shit like people put up a meal preps for the week I'm just like if I can't meal prep for lunchtime I so, don't meal prep but I've started no, but a like, system over the last year where I can eat really clean yeah and I can't eat be arsed eating clean I don't like chopped up avocado I like eggs I just get bored <laughs> of rice goes with a chilli rice goes with a curry rice that's what rice goes with I like my meats I like Chinese takeaway I have a Friday feast every Friday we get an Indian like I don't eat I don't consume huge amounts like well, I eat little you amounts look great so what's the problem no I need to get fit like I, I need to to fucking get the sc- I can't I swear to you if I I will be that you know the kid oh. <laughs> you know the kid when you're a teenager right and you all have to go swimming like you know if you go to summer project or yeah. something like that and obviously because it was the 90s you wore swimsuits yeah right but obviously you then wore a t-shirt over the swimsuit because like like I had anything to show but you know I didn't, you didn't, that, I didn't girls, know that was a thing girls would wear when I was well, well, where school, I grew we were up we still not allowed to know girls existed well there you go where I grew up if you went to the summer project or you did whatever you wore a white t-shirt over your swimsuit right I would be fucking in Ibiza wearing either a swimsuit like and essentially a fucking Dunn's swimsuit do you know what I mean we're talking ma'am here a white t-shirt over it like and then you know when you get out of the, the, the pool you have to keep pulling it so it doesn't cling to you right walk around or with else, a plate of biscuits yeah with a fucking plate of biscuits or else I'm looking I'm looking into a burka bikini that's what I'm looking into as well a burkini burkini Oh Jesus! Covers the multitude because I women I, are too hard on themselves. Fuck End no! Story, I just I'm looking. I swear to God, I looked at bikinis the other day because um, obviously we like we have our WhatsApp group. 
them all sending this and the other and the, some of the girls are great like they work out all the time and whatever and one of them had bought a bikini I was like oh that's savage so then I went and looked and I just like honestly there was two strings either side of savage bikini I had like a string either side and I was like lovely colours and I actually went they would just fold in to the flesh <laughs> The flesh would come over them. And so then essentially I would look like I'm just wearing a triangle at the front of me and a triangle covered my arse. And then I just have skin. It, it would look like a fucking illusion. My body no. would be a skin illusion. It'd be like, what's the fucking story? So yeah, so, but I, I need to try and figure out how I can still eat my shit. You can't, well, unfortunately, that's the thing. Dust. It doesn't work. Uh, Why? Because you can't eat shit. At, well, you can actually. You know what I'm going to say? Steroids. Oh, uh, yeah. I Get do, into I the don't, steroids. I don't know. I'd probably rage out. I have a hormone imbalance <laughs> at the best of times. Joey's enough to contend with. Imagine Joey coming home and I'm like fucking sprouting like hair from my chinny chin chin and just sitting there with a deeper voice going, the fuck is your problem? I'm skinny at least. Yeah. It's not just, you know what, the skinny woman, Joey, is not your problem. Come on, give us an arm wrestle. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. No, I think genuinely to Where keep it clean, you're, you're not going, like if you're going to want to eat a bit of khaki stuff every now and then, you're just gonna the body tells the truth but you're, you look great what the uh, fuck like, you know what I mean no but I'm thin you see this is the thing it's the it's the misrepresentation so people say like right here's oh I'm fucking gonna say it now I'm out I'm saying it here we go right. so if someone is overweight right I can't walk up to an overweight person and go here fatty mac fat oh them. amen I agree with you right? I cannot yeah. do that no right I can't comment not that I would by the way but I'm just saying in general oh, I, could, I can't say while well, they're sitting there eating their food oh, I can't sit and make now. a conversation about what they're eating yeah but I'm open season open right because you're skinny because yeah. I'm skinny so it's like yeah. do you even eat so it's like when so oh, you haven't yeah. Jesus Christ or do you oh, starve yourself you, or, uh, I wish it was like you yeah wish. Jesus look at you eating all that shit and not a bother on you like I was enjoying my food there a second yeah. ago I totally take your point like and also it's the same it, it like yeah, it's a fucking thing. It is a thing. Like, I actually do eat. I eat Mars bars and I eat food. Well, I don't eat Mars bars. Chances are but I, I eat, eat a lot food. more than fucking you do. Yeah, I just I have a quick metabolism. I have a dietary consumption of a 15-year-old boy. Toasted ham and cheese sandwiches, pastas, whatnot. Like, I eat waffles at lunchtime because of shit's having them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I, I understand someone's going, oh, boo fucking who? But I'm like, obviously I have squidge because I'm not working out. I'm not tone. I just want to fucking tone up, but I don't want to lose my waffles, basically, or my chicken noodles yeah. or my pastas my well, Indians how about you just do a bit of exercise and cut back a little bit I'm going bit to do exercise yeah. so you still have those things you just don't have as much of them yeah that's fine and then you laugh then you've got a really nice healthy okay, balance fine, that's that's I think that's the that's best what thing I have for to do. well I'm glad that we came to that conclusion yeah, you know, because was I mean about the stuffed sausage was yeah, it probably a, a bit, bit mean yeah. okay, we might take yeah, that a out bit. A might take mean. that out then for the <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. Sorry. But, um, but I know, but I do know, it's like when you see, you see people, like if someone has an eating disorder, for example. Right? Yes. If someone's like, it is totally acceptable to say to that person, you look really ill. You look really sick. In yeah. fact, I know someone who had an eating disorder and that was her advice was, yeah. if you see someone that's going through this, say to them, you look really sick. You don't, don't tell them you look skinny. Because no, because that's, that's, yeah, that'll drive you're, them you're on. You're affirming yeah. the belief, right? Yeah. It was Joanne yeah. was saying, Joanne McNally was saying actually on the uh, Tommy Turner she show. She was incredible. Wasn't she? She was incredible. Yeah. 
yeah, the way she's as about to as a woman to for, to watch another woman to speak about eating disorder because she's yeah. she was anorexic bulimic. Um, and she was just so honest. Wasn't she? She's she brilliant. really exposed she's herself, and I just, I really, she's really thought amazing, that was amazing. Yeah. And to come out and, and to, she's so open about it, you know. And, she, and that's what yeah. the advice she was given then, and what she was telling me beforehand was like, tell someone they look sick. Never say you look skinny because they'll. But that's always, what you're striving to be. Yeah, yeah. And they'll always say, you know, that's a that's a winning sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's positive. That. So, yeah, but you look sick. You look sick. You look sick. You look sick. Right. Yeah. But. An eating disorder, if someone's obese, that's also an eating yeah. disorder of sorts. Okay. But you're never allowed to say to that person, you look sick, you look sick, you look sick, you look sick. And it is a double standard there. Yeah. It is, you know. It, well, and, 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 and both are, like, don't get me wrong, both, like the mitigating factors that are involved in both. Do you know what I mean? It's so for, for somebody who is overweight and they struggle with their weight, I understand that. And I know people find that very hard to understand because I'm thin, but I'm the opposite of them. So as in, if you are overweight and you struggle with your weight, but if you are stressed, that you eat and you put on weight. Yeah. You're unwell. Oh yeah. I go the opposite. If I am stressed, if I have something going on, I can't. I don't eat. Yeah. I might eat for days. Yeah. Like when we buried my Your dad, just goes. I was six stone. Fuck I am five hell. foot nine. I was six. I was Fuck. emaciated. I hadn't wow. eaten in about four weeks. Like That's I, actually terrifying. Oh, it was like her. That's terrifying. I was six I, fucking stone. I was literally. I had to like. I. It was at a point where. It was either I just start, like I was drinking Ensures, you know that they give old people little yeah, milk to yeah. try and get because I was literally one step away get from going in, in, yeah, to to go in and to be to be tube fed. That's how because Jesus I physically couldn't Christ. get food into my system. I was. I was bereft. I was so I couldn't eat in the hospital. I couldn't, and then he died. And I, I just there was no. I just smoked. I just smoked all the time. I drank wow. a cup of tea. So that that's where I was at. So, but that could have been. 16 stone if I was prone to put on weight yeah. do you know what I mean so I, I understand and this is what I'm saying as well it's, it's, it, it's that, I'm not, so I'm not saying go out to people and say uh, you look sick you fat fu-. like, no. not, like you, but you should be allowed to approach and at least in a supportive fucking manner yeah. say you don't look well you mm. know but you can change this mm. you know to be supportive I'm not talking about ridicule or body shame or any that fucking shit no. the jumps in like, but you can do you, the way we do it to people who are too thin yeah I think you should be able to approach people. And the thing about it is to put big. weight on. I'm not saying pudgy or a little bit no. fat or someone that likes that cake and fucking who gives a shit. I love cake. I'm talking about people who are obese. Who are, they're they're in health. They're, they're unhealthy. They genuinely risks. are unhealthy. And this yeah. is the thing as well because I I look at it and go it, it is as, as difficult to put. I know if you struggle with losing weight, but genuinely, let me tell you, it is as difficult to put on weight as it is to lose weight. Oh. And I know that sounds and people go just eat loads of donuts and. Ju- it doesn't work like no, that. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. You have to put, build up your protein back in your body. You but have me to and put the leg right got together. Her father, how he was quite sick, right? And he had to take these shakes, these fucking Enter, shakes, yeah, whatever it is, to make him put on weight because he was dangerously low yeah. on calories. Yeah. Her mother, on the other hand, was dangerously high in calories, and she was reduced to having these particular shakes to lose calories, right? And the poor fuckers forgot which was which. <laughs> Right, so they were like sitting there going, what, what the fuck we got to do? So they were like sitting. And at one stage, we were like, oh, you know what? Let's just fucking drink Everybody them. Everybody just drink a shake. <laughs> they were just coming in. So I thought one day, whichever one tasted nice, they'd run with it and hope for the best. And oh, for about a week, they didn't know what they were doing, but they Those went for Ensures. it. Oh, man. <laughs> and they always remind me of uh, fucking what's his, uh, Kanye West through the wire because he's like an ensure for dinner because he couldn't eat so they were putting ensures through his grill. Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway. so me and Kanye 
Okay, well, the... Were there. What a right. heavy loaded podcast this week. Jesus Christ, eating disorders Let... and dead children. Wow. Um, uh, happy Wednesday sorry to you. Sorry for bringing that on you on the Wednesday, but some shit you got to talk about. Yeah, anyway, there you go. We uh, At least we not forget. Yeah, see you for episode 62 if you're still uh, With not us. afraid. We, oh, we, don't geez. worry, it won't be a health warning on the next one. We'll do our best. She's that one from the Dog Network's going to be crying her eyes out now. <laughs> she only listens to us for a laugh. <laughs> Sauce, babes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> Dublin Podcast on iTunes. Um, at PJ Gallagher on Twitter. At Dublin Podcast on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> at Suzanne KNFM or Suzanne KNFM. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Peace.